You're listening to the No Gray Areas podcast with Patrick McCullough. Our guest today is Josiah Igono, a performance psychology consultant. He explains to us the importance of understanding that perception is not reality. Let's dig in. Josiah, uh, welcome to the show, No Gray Areas. So glad to have you here. Thanks, we've known each other for, I mean, not really well, but we've known each other for over a decade yeah, now. Yeah. I met you at a Fellowship of Christian Athletes event a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So let me just back up a little bit and hear a little bit about your story. So first yeah. of all, um, you were just telling me before we turned the mics on and everything about your name. I love your name because my firstborn son also carries the name Josiah. Tell us about your name. Let's go, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, Pat, thank you for having me again. Um, when, you, when you look at uh, our names, right, my mom and dad named us all after, you know, kings in the Bible. So yeah. it was Josiah, David, Cyrus, and then Jacob. And, and you know, so, some some Bible scholars would debate that Jacob was yeah, a king, yeah. but you get the picture. Uh, he, was a, he was at a kingly <laughs> level for sure, yeah. for sure. But Josiah, yeah. And in Hebrew, I don't know if you knew this, but in Hebrew, it's Yoshiahu. Yeah. That's how you say Josiah. Yoshi, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I'll start calling you Yo for yo, sure. Yo, yo. Yo. So, um, you uh, you played college football? Yes, yeah. At NAU and then ASU, right? So yeah, Arizona State for my first three, and then NAU for my for my last year, many moons ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a while ago, but yeah, I actually before I knew you, I saw you in the stadium when you were playing. I'm from Western Montana. You yeah. were playing the University of Montana, the Grizzlies. And yeah. that's a tough place to play, isn't it? That yeah. I, mean, I want to forget about those that 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 game. Yeah, we won't we won't even go into that game. It's a funny story, yeah. but someday we someday maybe oh, we'll go into man. that. The audience would love to hear that story. Yeah. But uh it was years later then I moved down to Phoenix and I I show up at this event. You're working with Fellowship of Christian Athletes yeah. and I'm like Josiah Gono, Josiah Gono. I I think I've heard of that name before. Yeah. I remembered this story, but that's another story yeah. for another day. <laughs> so uh, you end up uh, getting done with your college days, yeah. and then you worked with the FCA right away? Yeah, so um, I got finished with college in 2002. I was about 21, wait, yeah, 21 years old, um, graduated from NAU, and I remember graduating and saying to myself, I never want to go back to school again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like really? I, I was done. done. I was done, done, you know? Yeah. Um, and I but knew- But you have your PhD, don't you? Um, yeah. Which means you went to more yeah. school. <laughs> so, so, you know, to backtrack, I got it done with school. I wanted to play ball, you know, in the NFL, like everybody else and their mom. I was a late bloomer and I thought I had a shot. Um, I, I did not pursue that to the fullest. Uh, and I said, you know what? I know I'm going to be working with athletes. I, I Well, I'll back up. Because you love that, that- that world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll back up. I actually did pursue it to the fullest. Um, I just was a an average player, you know what I'm saying? To to below average player. And so Well, you um, weren't an average player if you played division hey, one ball. Hey, but okay. you know what? As a walk-on, I'm glad that uh, coach uh, uh the late Bruce Snyder gave me that opportunity. Yeah. Uh and you know, I, I fast forward to when I graduated, I wanted to say that I knew that I was gonna be working with athletes. I knew it. And my my um my mission statement became that I wanted to challenge athletes mentally. I wanted to encourage them spiritually and I wanted to train them physically. And as I started looking around the landscape, I'm like, man, there's no way I can do that, do this at the highest level uh, unless I go back to school. And so from so what there, you vowed you would never do. Yeah. You went. Yeah. So let me ask you real quick. Why yeah. did you why did you like working or why do you like working with athletes? Like what was it that made you go? And I, I know I'm going to always be doing this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's part of my DNA. Like I speak the language of athlete. Like I resonate with athletes. Yeah, you I, do. I feel like when you start talking about athletes, athletes are competitors. And when mm-hmm. you compete um, by very definition, 
you are drawing upon something that is would no would in no other way come out unless yeah. you had another competitor on the yeah. other side. You're firing me up just yeah. talking here, right? Because yeah, you're so it's just like athletes dig deep. They go deeper than they thought. They go they take themselves further than they thought they could go, right? Absolutely. Yep, that so you liked that competitive feeling, that competitive edge that 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 that's what you liked about athletics. I, I, I loved it. I you know, as a, even as a strength coach, one of the things that I I appreciated about the human spirit is that I love to see what happens when an, when an athlete is at their breaking point. Mm -hmm. What are, mm -hmm. are you going to do, right, when it's the last rep, the last set, the last sprint? What are you going to do when it's the going gets tough? What are you going to do when you've been outmatched the entire game and you are the only resort? What are you going to do? I love that, man. This is why I knew that I was going to love this because <laughs> you're firing me up. I turned 50 in two months and I'm ready to go yeah, hit the field or the court or something. I want to go. I want to go. So, Looking good, man. Yeah, Looking yeah, good, man. Yeah. yeah, man. So you you uh, you definitely are in the field that you should be in. So so you ended up going back to school. What's what's your PhD in? Went, ended up going back to school um, much later. Uh, there a lot of things transpired, obviously, between when I graduated and when I got the PhD. But my um, my uh, doctorate is in performance psychology. So a lot of people throw that word around performance yeah. nowadays. Oh, performance this, performance that. And yeah. they, they fail to define it. And when you look at performance, performance is the execution of a specific task and or function. That's what it is. How well does this person perform? How well does this machine perform? How well does this animal perform? perform it's the execution of a specific task or function so everybody's really asked to perform right 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 yeah yeah so you were you you went into studying the psychology behind that yes yeah 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 so one of the last times that you and i sat down for coffee a couple of years ago you were telling me about this test that you were putting together mm -hmm. right where you were helping coaches understand their athletes am i am i yes. correct in that yeah so it's one of those things where you know it was a it was a psychometric that I was that I was developing uh, along with a lot of, a lot of other things that I was looking at at the time, and one thing one of the things I would say about psychometrics, whether it's a you know uh, any type of personality type indicator like yeah. a Myers Briggs or a Big yeah. Five or a DISC, whatever the case may be, I've always been intrigued by those things. And yeah. one of the things that I would say is that there's not one of those psychometrics that can measure the totality of the human spirit. Right? If there were we would be billionaires, multi-trillionaires if we could, you know, uh, capture lightning yeah, in a bottle. Yeah. They're just they're just tools. And so yep. I was, yeah, I was creating a, a tool um, during that time. And and since then, man, I've it, it's just like my mind has even grown from that, you know, that small of a place to things that I'm challenged with now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you went you went back to school. You're working with the FCA. Mm -hmm. um, you work with the Texas Rangers, right? Did I jump over a bunch of years? Correct. So I graduated, pursued football, and then I said, you know what? All right, I'm going to take it back into the marketplace. Um, I wanted to, again, I wanted to challenge athletes mentally to yeah. encourage them spiritually yeah. and, and train them uh, physically. And so uh, I started working with uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I was the inner city director for about five years. Yeah. And that's from, when we met. That, yeah. yeah, I yeah. believe so. And then from there, um, I did it. I took an internship with the Rangers and worked with the rookies. They're rookies here in Arizona. Did that for a season, and then I went to Grand Canyon University for two years as the lead performance right. specialist there. 
and and that was the during the transition when GCU was preparing to go D1. Yeah, that was an awesome time. Awesome yeah. athletes and coaches there. And then from there, uh, I signed with the Rangers uh, in 2012 uh, to work with their athletes there as a strength coach. I did that for three years. The Rangers asked me to start a department from scratch, a performance psychology department. Wow, um, and so yeah. I, yeah, I did that for three years. And then I was, uh, the, my last three years there, I was on the big league side, working with major league athletes all the way down to the Dominican uh, and just helping them with their mindsets and, yeah. and, and, and you know, building powerful frameworks yeah. for a proper yeah. mindset. Which is the bigger part of the game, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what are you doing now? So I've since uh, I've since resigned my position with the Rangers. I knew that when I first got in there that I was like, man, I definitely want to have private practice uh, and, and to coach athletes uh, on my own, you know, uh, you know, on my own accord and to work with different athletes um, in different domains. And so that's what I do now. I, I still work with a bunch of professional athletes. I work with corporations um, and I just try to help them to create mental breakthroughs, yeah. whether these athletes or corporations, whether they've regressed, whether they've uh, plateaued, or whether they're just looking for an edge, uh, I help these these performers create mental breakthroughs. So so I, I love watching your stuff that you put out huh, there and everything. Like, like I said, you just fire me up. But if someone wanted to find you, how would they find you? Yeah, so so social media is a funny thing, right? I yeah. mean, the algorithms and how yeah. they have everything. So what I do is I eventually put all of my content on YouTube. Okay. So uh, our YouTube channel is All Things Performance. If you go and do a simple search of All Things Performance, you'll see the lion on there, yep. the ATP lion. Yep. I've seen uh, it. And you'll know that that's where we are. So yeah. you'll see a bunch of interviews from NFL football players to psychologists to uh, authors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have a full gamut of resources that will inspire you and challenge you. Yeah, yeah. I've been inspired and challenged by some of the stuff I've seen. So all things performance. Mm -hmm. They go to YouTube and then just search all things performance yep. and yours mm -hmm. will come up there. Good, mm -hmm. good. Well, one of the things I learned from you is uh, recently, I, I think it was maybe a month or two months mm -hmm. ago, I was watching something popped up online that you were doing. It might have been an interview or might have just mm -hmm. been you talking, but you you were talking about how perception is not reality. Right. Remember this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What did you mean by that? Yeah, I think one of the when you start, you know, dealing with high level performers, uh, athletes in, in, in my case, right? Um, one of the things that athletes struggle with, I named it as one of the top five areas that athletes struggle with, and it was actually number one, it was ranked number one, is this area of perception. Many people say perception is reality, and that's actually not true. Reality is reality. And that is the number one. All the athletes that I've worked with, it's not confidence. It's not imposter syndrome. It's not perfectionism. It's not focus. It's not perseverance. The one thing that many athletes struggle with is this idea of perception, how other people view me. Wow. See, now you're, you're saying athletes, but I think that would probably go outside of the athletic field, wouldn't you? For sure. Yeah. So we as humans probably struggle a lot with, uh, per, we, we think that perception is reality. Mm -hmm. Unpack that a little bit more for us. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Absolutely. So when you look at something, right, um, <laughs> in psychology, we have this thing called the Hawthorne effect. And the Hawthorne effect, in essence, states that an individual will uh, make themselves appear more productive, more efficient, uh, and more uh, industrious in the presence of a supervisor, a superior, a parent, or any type of authority figure, yeah. right? And so I'll give you a couple of examples. 
It's the kid playing PlayStation, playing Madden, right? When he's supposed to be doing homework, and all of a sudden he hears his mom coming up the stairs. Yep. He turns off the PlayStation and starts doing his homework, yeah. right? It's, yeah. the, it's the athlete who... Yeah. Uh, it, that it, wasn't it, a reality. The reality is he was just playing Madden, ab- right? Absolutely. But he's created a perception, a perception that okay. he's working okay. hard. Okay, give us another one. Athletes do the same thing, right? Oh, here comes the GM. Oh, here comes the head coach. Right. Let me let me run a little harder on this rep. Let me go a little harder in the weight room. You know what I'm saying? Here comes a head strength coach. Oh, let me let me let me let me do all 12 of my reps instead of just cutting it short at nine. We see it all the time when we're going 85 down the freeway and everyone's we're all going 85. Right. And all of a sudden we see that little state trooper. And guess what everybody does? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. so one the thing about it, I mean, is, other people have done other that. people, never, not, not, yeah, not yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, come on, man, let's go. No gray areas, baby. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. That's so, right. Yeah. So, so we try to put up this thing with, with perception and we try to create this perception of what exists. And so let, let me see if I understand it. So yeah. let me give you one and then tell me if that's what I, t- mm-hmm. so I'll treat my wife one way when we're just at home together. Mm-hmm. But then when we're in front of other people, I start treating her a different way. Yes. That's where I think that's, I'm trying to pretend like that's the reality of how I teach. Right. But actually that's just a perception because right. if I treat her differently when we're home. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. Is that what you're saying? It, it, it is. This is where it goes beyond just athletics. Yeah, it is. And when something is under pressure, like I alluded to in the very beginning, when you squeeze something, right, the essence of that thing comes out. So we try to we try to impress, or when you, when you look at the word impression, Right, we try to impress. I want you on the outside to view me as good as on the inside. So I'm going to try to impress you. I'm making an impression. Impression on something. Like if I take a stamp and I would Man. stamp a piece, I'm making an outside effort to make you think a certain way. Where we need to get caught up in the expression of who we are. Right? What is inside you? When something is inside you, it eventually comes out. Right? And so if when you squeeze, and, like you're saying, yeah, it'll come out. Exactly. So if you squeeze something, wonder when, especially in times of duress, the true essence, the the reality, will come out. So why is this the number one issue for athletes? Because this world has been designed to make sure that people of renown, athletes, entertainers, public figures, they have to be flawless. And so when we are trying to live up to that, we we understand that it's actually impossible, and we start to create the perceptions. These, these, these perceptions so that we can survive and not only thrive. Can I share a quick story with yes. you? Yes. So one of the controversial uh, definitions um, of the etymology of the word sincere, right? It actually comes from Greco-Roman history where these artisans, these goldsmiths, these painters, these sculptors would create these relics, these fine pieces of, of work right? And if there was any flaws or defects, they would take a a mix, some type of mixed composite or sometimes even, you know, expensive material like gold or what have you, and they would rub it over, you know, and then they they would present it. And if you look at the word sincere, sin, sign means without, and sera, sere, however you would pronounce it, means wax. So something that was sincere was without wax. Was without wax. It was without the facade. It was without the what do we say today? Filter. Without the Photoshop. Without the you know veneer. And so, as controversial as it might sound, the concept still lives with us today, right? Yeah. Something that is sincere is something that is without wax. It is without Photoshop. It, 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 it is it is not doctored it's up. Thing. It's the real thing. So do athletes struggle with this then because instead of them when they're squeezed, mm-hmm. the real thing comes out. Sometimes the real thing is they 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 failed. They didn't do it. They didn't live up to and instead of them being able to just say, 
Yeah, uh, that yeah, fourth quarter, yeah. I missed the shot. Yeah, it happens. Should have hit it. Yeah, you're right. It happens to. I athletes. made the bad pass. Yeah, but they try to start to try to cover that with. Is is that what you're you're talking about? So when when I so I'm not even talking about the performance. I'm just talking about their being. Okay. Right. So okay. they're who they are. Right. So performance. That's a completely different conversation. Oh. But like when we start talking about our followers. When we start talking about our political uh, uh, affiliations, when we start talking about what side of the line do you stand on here, this perception is so um, um, oh, it's man. so heartfelt for athletes because they live in a glass bowl. They literally live in a glass bowl. Yeah. People are watching. So them. we're we're doing it like someone like me, a, a nobody really. Mm -hmm. um, I, I may be doing that on my Instagram or Facebook and trying to make like, oh, like look at everything's together. And, right. and that's the perception that I want people to have when in reality, I may be having a really bad day or I might feel like a total failure today. Absolutely. But you're saying that, that's, that because they're in a glass bowl and there's so many watching them, there's even more pressure for them to live that out. Not absolutely. Not, yeah. only, not only as an athlete, a performer, but as a person. Yeah, for sure. What, what advice do you give them then? What would you say to them? I think we have to start to, the, the, the biggest piece of advice is is to start to, to deal with it, to deal yeah. with your stuff, right? Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay not to um, be 100%. Yeah. It's okay not to perform at your best all the time. It's okay. It's and impossible to, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah you it's just being human. It's being human. Right. And so one of the things that I, I would say is, 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 is a saying that I heard at a conference years ago, and it served me well to this day. And I would give our listeners encouragement yeah. here today is that when your output is greater than your intake, then your upkeep will be your downfall. Whoa. Okay. Can you say that again? Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. So in this world of perception, yeah. in this world of, oh, I got to, I'm giving, 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 I'm performing, 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 performing. I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses when your output is greater then your intake, what you're bringing in, how you're filling yourself back up, mm -hmm. then your upkeep, right? Your perception, your your you know your uh, your presence mm -hmm. will be your downfall. So the advice I give is make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You know, the, it's the biopsychosocial model, right? Make sure that you're 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 sleeping, you're 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 exercising. Make sure that you're being honest. Make sure that you're fellowshipping. You make yeah. sure that you're getting poured into by good people, mentors. Make sure that your home life is taken care of. Make sure that if you have to take medicine for whatever you know uh, condition that you're predisposed to, that you're that you're, you're doing, doing that. Yeah. Make sure that you're reading, you're meditating, praying, whatever the case may be. Make sure that you're filling yourself back up to yeah. be who you are yeah. so that when life squeezes you, right, the yeah. true essence of who you are comes out and you don't have to put up a facade and say, you know what, I'm going to just make it look like everything's okay. Wow. That's so good. That is so good. And some practical advice for us too. Like, man, pour into those things mm -hmm. that you're inputting in your life. Mm -hmm. I look back on my life and I think mentors have been one of the most yeah. important things to me. Uh, I don't know where I'd be without mentors. Mm -hmm. And I've found it's actually the older you get, the harder it is to keep mentors in your life sometimes. I don't yeah. know why that is. Yeah. But that's my intake piece. That mm -hmm. Even as you were just talking about it there, there was a little, in my mind, there's a little bit of, I need to make sure and set up a time with some of these mentors that I've let too much time 
go absolutely. by. Yeah, absolutely. Great, 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 powerful reminders. Well, Josiah, thanks so much for being here, man. Love. We could, I could tell, we could talk for a long time. <laughs> I really want people to connect with what you do because yeah. uh, it is. It's if someone's not an athlete, I, mm -hmm. I'm not in athletics anymore. I just now I'm just trying to keep from getting too fat. <laughs> Forty nine. Hey, man, that's a real struggle right there. <laughs> it, it is. It is. But all of the things you're talking about yeah. have to do with life in general. No doubt. So again, it's. If they went to YouTube, mm -hmm. All Things Performance. All Things Performance. Yeah. You'll see a bunch of inspirational videos on there, interviews, uh, just thematic elements, uh, you know, the different things yep. that we talk about. So, yeah, that's where you're, you're going to find everything. Yep. Yep. Just what you shared today, man, that's a, that is some... That is some important information to take away. The, the sincere. Yeah. Because when you squeeze that statue, if it's made of clay, it's going to crumble. Yeah. Yeah. So what's on the inside? Love that. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I do this every week now with our guests, which is is ironic because it's funny. We're talking about <laughs> no gray areas. And this, this is built around the yeah. guy's story, uh, Joseph Gagliano, who at the school that you played Division yeah. I football for, he was part of really, as far as they know, the biggest sports scandal in history. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book called No Gray Areas. Yeah. We're making a movie out of it right now. But I'm asking our guest to lie to me. So I want you yeah. to give me two <laughs> truths and a lie and see if we can figure it out uh, as an audience. So two awesome. truths and a lie. Yeah. So my three statements would be, uh, number one, I got a C in public speaking uh, in college. Okay. Uh, the second statement would be, I ran a 4.3240 yard dash. And Ooh. the third statement would be that I'm fluent in three languages. Okay. So you, you, uh, you got a C in public speaking in college. Yeah, you ran a four three two. A four three two forty yard dash. I yeah, I I saw you back when you were playing days. I think that one's true. I think you probably pulled that off. Am I right on that? You did the four three two. So so I did. So okay. the, So the four three the four three two came way later. I actually I was a late bloomer, man. So that came way later. Uh, you know, after I had finished playing yeah. college football, so by an AAU track and field and an Olympic track and field official, four three two. There's some people that are listening that don't know anything about <laughs> athletics. Let me just say, this guy's got wheels. Yeah, that's fast. That's smoking fast. Okay, so there's that one, and then the third one was you speak fluent three three three, three yeah. So I, I speak uh, three languages fluently, and I got a C in public speaking. You know what I'm gonna go with is is the um, oh man. I'm going to say you, that's the truth that you got to see in, in public speaking because you do public speaking all the time now. And that would make sense that since you are a gifted public speaker, <laughs> that some teacher along the way gave you a C. Am I right? Uh, you are 100% correct. Uh, yeah. So you speak, you speak fluent in three languages. What? Well, so, so. Oh, uh, no, no, no. That was the lie. That yeah, was the lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. was the lie. Yeah. No, that was the lie. Do you speak, are you a true American? No, you I'm speak sorry. one language? I'm sorry. I'm messing up your show here, man. The C is actually true. I got that. Yeah. I get that. Get, I got a C. I ran a four three two. Yeah. And I don't speak three languages. Yeah. No, yeah I speak yeah. two. Yeah. Okay. No, you we got, got that. You we got, got that. it. You got it. So what do you speak? Uh, English and Spanish. And for Spanish, I would say that I'm functional. But when Spanish speakers are telling you that you're fluent, then you got to go with it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Okay. So a guy that does public speaking all the time. Yeah. Some professor at some point gave you a C. Oh, yeah. yeah but you yeah. know what? I deserved it, man. I was probably just like not even. You focused on 100%. football. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah. trying to survive, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Josiah, thanks so much, man. I hope people connect all things performance on YouTube. Yeah. 
I've learned a lot from you. I've learned a lot just today in our time sitting down. So thank you so much, Josiah. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the No Gray Areas podcast. To dive deeper into the story, be sure to subscribe, follow us on social media, and check out nograyareas.com.